When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's do it, Pittsburgh Steeler fans. It is time once again for another episode of Bad Language. I am Brian Anthony Davis, hence the BAD language title that we have on this show that I like to call my solo show. I enjoy hanging out with all the guys that I get a chance to hang out with here at Steel Curtain Network. But every once in a while, hanging out by yourself, just spitting the tunes in your mind. That's a fun thing to do. Takes me back all the way to 1990 and when I was Brian Fox as an 18-year-old disc jockey in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, working midnight to six. Oh my gosh, crazy, crazy times. But I digress. I am here at Steel Curtain Network as a part of Fans First Network. Fans First Sports Network, actually. It's the FF. SN and lots of great things are gonna be happening. They're already happening. I want you to check all of these things out. Of course, you had Jeff Hartman this morning with another episode of Let's Ride, and they had the Monday morning conversation with a very special guest. And he might be like, Hey, bad, what's the deal with having Andrew Wilbar? We get him every single Tuesday with Jeremy Betts on the fix at noon. Why is he a special guest? First of all, I'm going to tell you why he's a special guest. I love this guy. I love listening to this guy. He reminds me of a young Howard Cosell, but he doesn't insult you. And he's not irritating, but he's not afraid to go after the truth. He's not afraid to go after guests. And he did it this week. At the Combine. Yeah, he was at Lucas Oil Stadium talking to prospects. He was talking to people like Ian Rappaport. And he got him in a corner and he was talking about him. But one thing he didn't do, and I'm a little disappointed, he didn't find out why he blocked Jeff Hartman from Twitter, which is really, I'm still mad at Ian Rappaport for that. He really needed, next time, he needs to go ahead and clean that up for us. Uh, Have him unblock him, because that's an injustice, if you ask me. There's other great shows here, too. And of course, you can hear Jeremy Betts and Andrew Wilbar together on The Fix. That's going to be tomorrow. You're going to have another from the cutting room floor with a oh man. This is my smoking jacket guy. I When I want to just uh, sit in a dark room, 
and listen to calm Steeler talk. I listen to Jeffrey Benedict. So that's a great show as well. Last night, a very irreverent fun show. It was the return of the Q&A. Kyle Christ was there and he had Muppet Mike Tomlin. Well, he just said it was Mike Tomlin. But check out the Muppet, which was Mike Tomlin. It is very clever. It is very cute. It's a lot of fun. But, you know, got into the Steelers. Did a lot of talking. It was so much fun answering, listening to both of them answer the questions. You know, SCN, we're going after different things. We're going after different vibes. We have a little bit of everything for you. You you got the comedy, but you still got good Steeler talk. So check out Kyle with that on the Q&A. And have you heard about Wednesday yet? Do you know about Wednesday? Oh, my gosh. SCN has the one and only Jim Wexel and Jeremy Ritz. They are here from Steel City Insider every Wednesday. Yeah, it's a Steeler beat writer. He's got the Steeler pulse. And he's given it to you every single week here on SCN. It's nice to have Steel City Insider in the house as well. Don't forget the Scobro show. They're coming up on Tuesday nights as well. And hey, there's a show tonight. And I'm not going to be on it. I'm no longer a part of the Hangover crew after all those years. I am going to step away from the Hangover. It's in very good hands with Tony Defio and Shannon White. Tomorrow night, you are go. Actually, tonight, you're going to have Kevin Tate. He's going to be hosting the show. And then next week, well, it's going to be Daniel J permanently taking the reins of that show. Lots of great stuff here. So keep it here at Steel Curtain Network. Now it's time to get into the Steelers. Yeah, the combine was last week. And now we're thinking, first of all, we're thinking the Steelers won the combine. You got to think they won the combine. They are putting themselves in a great position right now. The week before, it was Omar Khan. He's at the H, historically, the HBC. Let's put it that way. I I don't want to mess that up. But he was at the HBC combine. And that is something very special. He was the only one there, the only one representing. I'm telling you, if if I was another owner of of all 31 teams, I'd I'd be uh, I'd be biting some butt on that one. Yeah, I'd be chewing some people out. Why is Omar Khan the only one there? I guarantee you, there's going to be a lot of guys there next year. The Steelers have always done well with the HBC, the historic black colleges. Because they had Bill Nunn. He was the king of scouting the HBC. And the Roonies did a great job getting him involved in that. He's with the Pittsburgh Courier. And now Omar Khan showed up about a week ago to that. And now Mike Tomlin is there at the Combine. Carl Dunbar is working out with the defensive linemen. This is very good. This is a great look. Now, Tomlin's always there, but Tomlin's kind of the bell of the ball when he is at the the combine. Because when you have one of the best corners in the nation, probably a top 10 pick, hopefully he drops to 17. 
Christian Gonzalez saying, you know, my dad, my family, we love this guy. And I had to tell my dad, he's cooler than you think he is. They already thought he was cool. But they also said he's real. And he's going to tell you the truth. He's going to tell you to work. He's going to tell you, hey, I might not be able to get you now, but I'll get you five years down the road. Or like in Minka Fitzpatrick's case, he traded for him a year later. So Mike Tomlin is real. He's a great ambassador of the game for these young players. They respect the heck out of them. And as a Steeler fan, you got to love it. You got to love what he does there and how he represents the black and gold to the young players. So fantastic. But this is what I want to talk about the most, though. The Steelers are in fantastic shape going into this draft. You've got a lot of holes to fill. We know that. But as the title says, everybody else in the draft are desperate and serious. The Steelers don't need to be desperate. They're always going to be serious. But they don't have to be desperate. And they're in a position at just 17 alone to be able to trade that pick if they want to trade that pick. Omar Khan said, hey, we're going to listen to everything. And that's, of course, that's what they're going to do. But the reason they're not desperate, and it's, you know, take that number 32 pick away. Say they didn't even trade Chase Claypool away. And they don't have that pick. They're still not desperate. Because the players that are there, the positions that they need the most, are pretty deep. Corners deep as heck. Yeah, it's deep. Now, inside linebacker, that's not deep, but you don't expect them to go number one with an inside linebacker. But now that that 32 is in there, they could go with a guy like Drew Sanders, who is, my gosh, he's rocketing up the charts. I, I'm afraid he might not be there, but you never know. They can go there. There's some defensive linemen out there that they can get. And now we're seeing Jalen Carter, who was, uh, you know, he served with the papers and he's going to be charged. But it was because doing something young and stupid, it was racing or allegedly racing. And his stock is starting to drop. And right now you are seeing mock drafts saying that, hey, this is a perfect spot at number 17 for Jalen Carter to go to the Steelers. They needed that defensive lineman. I mean, We've seen him mocked at number one. So there's a possibility he could fall to the Steelers there because some people are going to be afraid of it. But the best thing about the Jalen Carter situation is the reason he's being mocked to Pittsburgh now in a few mock drafts is because of Mike Tomlin and because of the coaching staff that if they feel that this whole thing is a one-time deal and just a one-time mistake that they're going to look at him, And they're the ones that could probably help guide him more than other teams. That's what the feeling is from the national media, actually. So that's a really interesting thing here. So they're not desperate because the positions they're looking at offensive line, it's deep enough. It's definitely deep enough. There's Peter Skaronsky could fall to them, and a lot of people would love it. 
He could also go top 10. But one thing happened this weekend. And this is a big thing. And I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know how. I I did not know the Anthony Richardson thing was going to happen. I knew he was, I figured he was going to go top 15. That's always good. But now they're looking at him as a number one overall pick, possibly. And with him in the mix there and other guys that shined, you have guys that were maybe second round picks that are now possibly top 15 picks. And the more that jump in there, the more the guys that are mocked in the top 10, late in the top 10, are going to fall. So guys like Skaronsky, guys like Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr. didn't run well. But everybody knows what he can do. Just because you don't run well in the combine, I don't worry about that. I actually looked at, I, I watched Joey Porter Sr. I watched Peasy watch his time and I could see his face. I was like, man, he was disappointed. But he's still going to be a first round pick. And he, if the Steelers want him, he could be there at 17. A lot of guys that were mocked ahead of 17 are going to fall. Why? Because. These guys that run real well and impress at the combine, well, they're going to push those guys out. But they're still first-round talent, so that's a good thing. So the Steelers do not have to be desperate whatsoever here. Teams are going to be calling up the Steelers and saying, hey, do you want to trade that 32 pick? Do you want to trade that 17 pick? What if somebody at 21 calls and says, hey, I'll give you another second rounder if you go ahead and drop down to 21. We move up to 17. That's a possibility. I'm going to take that other second rounder. Heck yeah. They might have the possibility to trade out of 32. And the thing is, if you trade that number two pick, that first overall pick, In the second round, you're going to get top value for it. Because even though that's not a number one pick, it essentially is. You know, the difference is it's not, it's only four years, not that fifth-year option. Yeah, we get all that. But the Steelers are going to have so many options here, and it's incredible to think. Because this is the one draft in years that I feel that the Pittsburgh Steelers can go in so many different directions with the number one pick in a different direction with that number two pick. Cause I've never seen them have that number one overall pick in the second round. I've never seen it. I've never seen them pick three times in the top 80, excuse me, four times in the top 80. I've never seen it done. So with that, you've got to know that they're not desperate. But bad, you know, the analysts are saying that this is not a deep draft. (sighs) Come on. Analysts can say that. But remember, every single year, it's paper. There are going to be first-round busts. 
There are going to be second round booms. There's going to be third round booms. Because if we could predict how good these players would be, there'd be a certain order and that's it. We've seen guys taking number one overall. Bah, bad pick. I could name a bunch of number two busts. And well, but I, I hate that word bust. I hate it. And you know I do. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say why I say it. I just said the B word. Yeah. The reason I hate it is because to be able to get to the combine, invited into the combine, you've done something pretty damn amazing just to get there. Yes, you have. I'm never going to get there. Well, I'm 51 now, so I'm definitely not going to get there. But you know what I'm saying? And then I, I didn't really play college football. I quit football in eighth grade to join the band because they were going to Ireland. I get it. Yeah. Wish I would have stuck in football, but then I wouldn't have been in the band. And I have great memories of that. I definitely do. But the Steelers aren't desperate, and that's why. Not because I was in the band. And kiss the Blarney Snow. Good thing we didn't go during COVID because there'd be no kissing. Well, we wouldn't have gone. So that's that. I love this draft for the Steelers. I am so excited of what it's going to be. And we're going to talk more about why this team's not desperate when we come back. It is the Monday edition in March. It is the first March edition of Bad Language from Steel Curtain Network. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are back. And what are we back for? Well, this. Ain't the worst looking man you've ever seen. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, yes, you heard me say it before I hit the music. Yes, we are back. It is the hangover. No, it's not the hangover. Oh, my gosh. It's bad language. I guess I'm on too many shows that I, I'm mixing them up now. But no, it's bad language. I'm Brian Anthony Davis, hence the BAD. And this is still Curtain Network. Uh, we are a part of Fans First Sports Network. Crazy weekend for me, just busy weekend. And if I'm being honest, I always record this show on a Monday morning. I'm not doing it right now. I'm doing it on a, a Sunday night. Maybe that's why my brain's so clogged. Maybe I'm tired. It's all almost midnight, and I and I'm talking to you like I'm doing the late shift. Coming up next, we've got Roxette. It must have been love. If you got a little boys to men, I'll make love to you. Yeah, no, I, I'm not doing the late shift. I'm not doing the DJ stuff anymore. But no, you know, my brain might be a little fried. But one of the reasons that's fried, because I'm excited. I love how this draft is going to shape up. We're doing mocks. Everybody's doing mocks. We do mocks here. We, I mean, Dave Schofield's going to have the article Mock Draft Monday. You hear the mock drafts with Jeremy Betts, with Andrew Wilbar. 
everybody's going to have their different kind of mocks. Of course, we're going to have our staff mock right before the draft here at SCN. I've got to give Jeff Hartman. I've got to just give him the Steelers this year because he's going to pick a punter like he did last year, especially because it was the Baltimore Ravens and he doesn't care about anybody else. So I'm just going to give Jeff that Jeff, the Steelers. So that's just the way it's going to be. I'm fixing it for Jeff, not fixing it for anybody else. My gosh, I ended up with a really boring pick last year. I think it was like the Eagles or something like that, or the saints. And I, I can't even remember who I had. Who I picked for. Did I have the New York Jets? It it does not matter. But yeah, the mock drafts are everywhere. And you're seeing... This is what really is interesting to me. Everybody's looking at these national mock draft Steelers. Don't pay attention to them. If you're going to look at a mock draft, look at one from Pittsburgh. Look at one from somebody that covers the Steelers. You could look at one of our competitors. I don't care. But look there. Because whether it's here at Steel Curtain Network, who I'm biased. I I think we're the best. But you could look at our competitors and see who they think. And they're going to have more of the finger on the pulse. Just like we do. You have somebody from Los Angeles or Omaha or wherever picking this stuff. And they're just going to look and, oh, the Steelers need this. Boom. There it is. The Steelers are going to do this because that's what they do. Well, does anybody know what the Steelers are going to do anymore? Kevin Colbert's not here. He might advise, but it's Omar Khan's show. And Omar Khan has told us that Andy Weidel is in charge of the board. Now, the Roonies and Mike Tomlin and Omar, the picks go through them, but they're going to look at, they're going to trust Andy Weidel's big board. Just like we at Steel Curtain Network trust Andrew Wilbars. Wow. A-W-A-W. Does that mean Wilbar is the next GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Hmm. Maybe draft guru. Maybe draft guru for that. I don't think he's the next GM, though. But I think, man, I'd be smart if the, the Steelers brought him in. He knows his prospects. Man, check out the big board that this guy comes up with. It's like three, 400 prospects. It's absolutely incredible. When I do, I do a know your enemy type segment for, it's called know your new enemy, even though that's a show with Shannon White and Jeffrey Benedict. But I do that show, that, that article where I just take all of the AFC North picks, every single one of them. And I do a little analysis on them. And I was trying to do that on my own. And then two years ago, I realized that Andrew has all this stuff. I, I emailed him and said, Hey dude, can I borrow this? Can I just take your work? He's like, yeah, that's what it's there for. So that's what I do because he knows about these guys. I could guess I could see what everybody's saying. I just take his stuff. Now the intellectual property, but no. So why am, why am I excited about this draft? 
because you have all these people saying who the Steelers are going to take, but we don't know. But I do know wherever they go, I'm going to support the pick unless it's just absolutely bizarre. Now, I always I would get bummed if they trade out of the first round. That's torture when they don't have a first round pick. And it's only been once that we knew of that we've been around for. And that was because of Minka. And we had to wait all the way to number 49 to get Chase Claypool. But. I look back on that and I'm like, yeah, that's just like a bye week now. That was kind of like a bye week. The first night it, it stunk, but then you got in the meat of the draft and you were happy. But you also knew you had Minka. So that's great. With a bye week, hey, if they get a rest, yeah. They can hang out with their their families, their girlfriends, mistresses if they have them. I'm not condoning that. I'm just saying they can, you know, they could do something like that. They they can go out and enjoy themselves on their bye week. They still got to work. They've still got to be around. My gosh, the bye week sucked during COVID for them because they had to be around to test every day. But all I'm saying is that this is not like a, that was not like a bye week. I don't expect them to trade out of the first round. But if they do make a trade, they're going to go ahead and bring in a lot more draft capital. And I love that because they could use some more draft capital. But there's a possibility in this draft that they can get a corner, a defensive lineman, a corner and an offensive lineman, an inside linebacker and an offensive lineman, a corner and an inside linebacker in the first 32 picks. Or they could trade number 32 and get another second rounder. Heck, somebody might be dumb enough to give them a first rounder. It's crazy what teams will do, what desperate teams do, because the Steelers are not desperate. The Saints, oh, I think the Saints are so idiotic for what they did last year. What did the Saints do last year? Like the week before the draft, they traded up one spot and gave up a number one pick it was something like that it was so in it was so ridiculous what they did now the philadelphia eagles have two first round picks and they were in the super bowl last year stupid saints what are you doing bah remember the year that mitch trubisky drafted second overall they traded with the san francisco 49ers the chicago bears did they were the number three pick. They traded up to number two to get Mitch. Didn't work out for him. But you understand. I mean, you know, Mitch rose up the charts. He really rose up the charts that year. But all I'm saying is desperate teams that want to make sure that they get the guy they want are going to make that dumb deal. Might not be a dumb deal, but they're going to make that deal. And the Steelers don't need to make that deal. They don't have to be desperate. They can be serious while the other teams are desperate and serious. But they don't have to be desperate. They could sit back. All, all Omar Khan has to do 
is fold his arms, sit back in his chair, have a nice beverage, and wait for them to come to him. Because they are going to come because the Steelers are in good position. Because the Steelers don't care if they draft at 17. They don't care if they draft at 19. They really don't care if they draft at 24. They have the luxury of having that other pick at 32. They don't care if they draft at 32, if they draft at 17. But as long as they're drafting at 48 and, and 40, maybe. You don't have to move that much. You move down a little bit and you make that pick. And you make multiple picks. And you don't worry about it because you're not desperate. I haven't seen the Steelers in a position like this for a long time. Nobody really wanted them to trade their pick last year. A lot of people wanted a quarterback. For those who did not want the quarterback, wanted something else. Same thing the year before. They wanted Najee Harris. They wanted Landon Dickerson. Eagle Scout, by the way. Be prepared. You know how I am with scouts. They wanted Creed Humphrey. They could have got him in the second round. I'm not complaining because I love Pat Frymuth. But they weren't trading. They weren't trading then. If they were trading anything, they were trading up to get somebody better. This year, now, sure, they were a nine and eight team last year, and you're saying bad. Why? Why are they not desperate? They've got to get something good. They got to get it right. Sure. But there's so many players that they could plug in in different places that they're going to get that right guy because they don't have to pigeonhole. They don't have to say we desperately need a running back. We desperately, we, we have to get an offensive tackle. They don't have to say that. They know that they need this, 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 and this. But the way the offensive line played, they're not desperate for that offensive line. The way the defensive line still is, they're not desperate for it. If they don't plug that in, they're okay. They're not absolutely desperate for a corner. They could really use a corner. But if you bring back Cam Sutton, you don't have to spend a number one pick. And by the way, I think they should bring back Cam Sutton and get a number one pick at a corner or at least that number 32 pick. Why? Because it's going to be a concern later. And you don't really want to your uh, first round pick or your second round pick being CB1 going in the year. That's that, that's insane. Omar Khan knows the couch cushions well. He knows how to move money around well. And that's a good thing too. So he's he's going to know what it's like. But bad, bad. They can't spend too much money on Cam Sutton. He's not that good. Oh, stop it. Stop it. He's good enough for other teams that are going to want to spend that money on him. He's not Deion Sanders. I get it. He's not Mel Blunt. I know. But who is? <laughs> you guys... You worry too much about the money thing when they when do you realize that the Steelers aren't the only team with a salary cap? 
Every other team has a salary cap too. Oh gosh, it's a, this is a new era and I get it. But if anybody knows how to manipulate a salary cap, I'd like to see the, I would love to see the salary cap type rankings, the best money men in the game. And I guarantee you that Omar Khan is top five. And I'm pretty sure I would still make a bet that he's number one. Five? He's top three. That's why he is the general manager. You did not want to lose this guy. And when they hired him as the general manager, they did the smartest thing in the world by bringing in A.W. Andy Weidel. Perfect signing. They've got a two-headed monster. And they know it. And you know what? This team is going to take care of Andy Weidel, too. Because I bet you other teams think he's the general manager. They think there's two guys here. And that's what they're doing. They're doing it by committee. You want your running back by committee? What about your GM by committee? And that's what you have. Because you've got a specialist that knows how to spend the money, knows how to save the money, knows how to find the money. And then you've got a guy that knows how to get talent. Omar Khan knows how to get talent. So you're putting two great heads together. And the fact that you've got the money guy, they've got the best situation in the league as far as GM right now. I'd make that bet. I'd also make that bet that Still Curtain Network is where you find the best Steeler material around. And that's what we do here. So check us out. Check out all those shows I told you about at the beginning of this show. Check them all out. And you know we can't do these shows without you. You are a valued listener. And if you're driving in the car all along, all alone right now, I'm glad to be your co-pilot. I'm glad to be your buddy. And I've got 15, 16 other guys that are good at that too. Check them out. I'm so proud of this network. And stick with us here. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been Bad Language, and you know it. I ain't apologizing for nothing. Nothing.